Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. I am here with Ashley for our third episode, and today we are going to talk about the struggles and rewards of millennial entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship as a millennial. And our generation is characterized by some distinct struggles, right? Namely college loans, and then that transitions often into, say, the lack of ability or the inability to purchase a home, things like that. So we talk about those parts of being a millennial a lot, right? Like, and we're the generation that's going, at least gone through or going through our second once in a lifetime thing, right? But I'm wondering, Ashley, do you feel like being a millennial has actually, in some regards, equipped you well for entrepreneurship? You know, I do in the sense that the digital nativeness of everything, because I think we're so used to technology and having to adapt and getting like using technology now to make things more streamlined for myself just day to day, or even with the company, like building a tech platform and just understanding all of these things that are available. I also think because so many things in our society have changed so quickly for us, especially and not even with the pandemic necessarily, but just with the financial state of our world, it's always made us more prone to like figuring out like crap, okay, I need to readapt here or I need to readapt here. Or even just just being so aware of so many things because we're we have the web at our fingertips and just being having so much access globally to so many different people, different situations, like et cetera, et cetera. So I think in some ways, even if you know, people might say, well, our because of our age or like because we don't necessarily have all the wisdom. Yeah. Okay, fine. But we also have these other things that we can use just as equally and that are equally as important for our growth and our development as entrepreneurs. Right. I mean, I think we can, we remember. So I think a defining characteristic they say, right, between being a millennial and being a, a part of generation Z is that we remember what it was like before technology ruled the world. Right. Yeah. Beautiful we, thing. It is, it, it is. But I think it's wonderful that we've been able to see the transformation of our world, not with even in a whole lifetime, because obviously our lives aren't over yet. So I'm in one, I'm interested just in a curious type of way to see where it goes. But I think that helps us lean in a bit more to innovation, right? Because I can remember when we had the PlayStation, you know, what it was just called PlayStation, not know, PS, PlayStation, or going further back, Nintendo. I was um, say Game Boy. I mean, Game Boy, yes. Okay. Game Boy are playing, oh, oh, the Sega Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I remember that. But you know what I do now? I play games in my living room with my VR headset. Right. Again. And I, like, whoop, whoop, chop, chop. Spells, right? Like I 
recognize that transformation. So I think yeah. that it can also help us lean into being a bit more innovative. Yeah. Right? And to your point about us not necessarily having the wisdom, I always caution people who talk to me about like marketing advice, right? Well, isn't my 30 years of experience in the industry worth something? Yes, but make sure that you add something else so that way people know that you didn't just spend 30 years being mediocre. Yeah, because every year it changes. Almost every month, something changes in marketing. I, I mean, to, to me, there's always these yes. new coming yes. out. I have to stay up yes. on the trends and everything else because it's always changing. So I totally agree with you. Yes, and so being in the marketing industry for 30 years or 20 years, 10 years, whatever, that doesn't yeah. mean as much as you think it means yeah. when I start to be like, okay, well, have you just been coasting along? Yeah. For example, I was on TikTok. Oh, yes, I spend way too much time on TikTok. <laughs> Uh, but I was on TikTok and I saw this ad. It was for airlines. And this guy, he, his age has absolutely nothing to do with it, but I'm going to describe him so you can have a picture. He was an older white gentleman with white hair. He sat at a desk and spoke for like 30 seconds. That's all he did. Now, it could have still been the same dude, but if he had dropped in a woe or something in there, it would have been TikTok appropriate. There was no fun music in the background, nothing. That was a terrible ad. I don't know who told them to run that, but probably the person who's been in marketing for 30 years. Yeah. Oh, my face was just like, oh. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> but then conversely, I saw a Netflix ad and I can't remember what the show was, but they worked into the show these girls recording a TikTok. I think her boyfriend was recording the TikTok, but then the camera started panning because he was looking at another girl. Oh, no. <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. It was exactly what should have been on TikTok. As yeah. Well. Um, but just two kind of contrasting things. So we got to, you know, we got to stay hungry. Yeah. So you, you are like ahead I mean, we have different business models anyway, but like I said, I just, I very much admire you for your ability to drive through all of those struggles and, you know, get that funding and, and, you know, build the platform, you know, that I, I've never heard of anything like it. So to build a platform to, to fill an industry need that the industry didn't even realize that this could have been a solution. So do you have a message for the rest of us who in our own ways are trying to follow in your footsteps. No, I, I'm so humbled by you saying that because I feel like <laughs> I would just, <laughs> you know, but I, I think though, really trusting your intuition is so important. And I haven't understood that as much before in my life as I have recently. And I think sometimes we all can allow people to tell us like what's possible, what we should be doing, this and that and the other. But you already know within you who you were supposed to be, who you came here to be in the world. And I think once I really understood, like, what are my passions? What do I really want to help the world with? It kind of helped me further align where all of a sudden the breadcrumbs just started adding up. Where, like, I remember when I was at USA Today, I did a story on something related to like Facebook or something. And that led me to a breadcrumb around young people and the the community part of Rizar and the content part of Rizar. And then more breadcrumbs kept coming, you know? So it's like, look, study the breadcrumbs. Study what is happening around you that's making you think, wait, that could be better. I could change that or that could change. 
and then keep following it. Cause normally that's almost, that's the epitome of a sign for you to be like, I should investigate that further. Or maybe there's something there that I should investigate further. One of my favorite videos or movies I should say is called flash of light or flash of point. I mean, remember the name exactly, but essentially though, <laughs> I get so out of the movie, this guy, he was driving in his car and like he invented the intermediate intermittent windshield wiper. And so it was like, they were just driving the car one day. It was in Detroit, Michigan. It was rainy. And then they, like, I think they only had like two settings or maybe one setting at the time where it just went, and he was like, this is so annoying because it's not like really raining hard. It's just raining soft. He's like, I wish there was like another thing that could make it go better. And sure enough, he invented it. And unfortunately it was a lot of things with the patent and blah, blah. But my point is he went through that, just like that inclination that he had, like, this could be better. I can fix it. And sure enough, he like changed the entire industry because we wouldn't have all these different settings on the windshield wiper had it not been for him. Now, maybe someone else would have come up with it eventually because that also happens when you don't follow your intuition. Normally, you know, you ever had those moments where you're like, I, I thought of that, you know? So my point is, uh, just to long story short, it's just to say, I think really tapping into what are your passions, what it is that you like to do and try to see what, whatever it is that you're kind of thinking about there's probably something just around the corner that needs to be made in that regard. And I think most people kind of just shug it off and be like, oh, it's nothing. But it isn't just anything because we all have our own experiences, our circumstances that allow us to see something that maybe someone else wouldn't see. Yeah, you're definitely right. There are things I look back on now where, again, probably just because we had only just begun to be connected with the internet at that time, but I can 100% tell you, like, I am 1000% confident that in between the ages of like, even I guess from childhood up until I was like, what, 27, not one time did I consider that I could start my own business for anything. Right. Right. I mean, my my parents are not entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Their parents are not entrepreneurs. Like, not one time did I think, oh, I could invent something, I could design something, I could create something, start my own business. No, never did it once enter my mind. And so I just, I mentioned before we started recording, but I had my brother here with me and I have five brothers and sisters and my youngest brother is 15. And that is who was staying with me. And so I told him, I was like, the one thing I regret is that in like uh, a key part of our transformation for digital technology was that I did not have even the example, or I don't want to say that I want to say, I didn't even have the belief. Like it wasn't even a thought in my mind that I could have created or developed or changed something. And, you know, he's got talks for his own goals and dreams and stuff. And I told him, I was like, Hey, I was like, if you Feel like you really want to move forward with this, we can like work on a business plan. And if I'm in a position to invest, yeah. then I will. I will connect you with people that I know because by then I will surely know people. And I was like, but you know, I don't want anything for any of my brothers and sisters or my children to not flourish because you know they feel like there's no way forward. But yeah, it's just I mean, even having the mindset and being on the lookout for those sorts of things. Yeah, um, so cool. Is there anything that you've experienced? Now, it doesn't have to be a business struggle. It could be a personal struggle too, or it could be a personal struggle that translated over into your professional life. But is there a struggle that you associate pretty much directly with being a millennial? I think 
our capacity to, I mean, our capacity to believe in ourselves, right? It's kind of like what you just said around that idea. Because I think there, there's so many times within our world where we see all these other people. It's like, those are those people, but this is me. But those are those people, this is me. But you could be one of those people. You know what I mean? And I think it's, it's hard to imagine that sometimes because it seems so far off. But, and I personally have struggled with that. It's even, I mean, at times when people are like, yeah, or like if I go speaking, introducing the founder and CEO of Rizar, and as the company grows, it's like, that's me. Like, I mean, I know that. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, though, and I think and that has happened, not even just in my company with Rizar, but even I remember at times when I was at USA Today and I was hosting a show there and I would be in the middle of the newsroom, everybody would be looking at me hosting the show and I'd be like, is this like my life right now? Like, I'm for me, you know? So I think our capacity to believe and to just trust that whatever it is that we're, we think we can do or whatever we imagine that we can do, we actually can do. And yeah, it may take some time. It might be some hardships. It might be some struggle, lots of tears. I mean, I have lots of ugly face tears, but I mean, you just pick yourself back up and you keep going. You have to. So I think that belief is so important. I saw something on LinkedIn the other day, a friend of mine, Rachel Druckenmiller, She's a motivational speaker. She posted this picture of the bread aisle. And granted, there's like 20 different brands of bread. And the caption, the idea was something like, if you're thinking like you can't do it or you're not original enough or why would this work for you, just remember that there are 20 different people who thought that they could do bread. Oh my gosh. Right? Better oh. than everybody else. So beautiful. And so true. Because it is. I've actually been thinking, I've been I thought about that meme several times this week. Um, because again, like I've got some ideas and some things percolating. And when that lack of confidence rears its head and it's like, why you? Why are you good enough for this? Right. Like 20, 20 different types of bread, 20 different brands of bread, 20. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And it's so true. We all have it our really own. Is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go find it on LinkedIn and I'm going to tag you in it. I was going to say, please send that to me or something, tag me, whichever or. <laughs> yeah, I'll tag you because Rachel will enjoy seeing me share it with somebody else. Aww. And she's, I mean, she's a fantastic person. She sings on LinkedIn. Oh, wow. Yeah. I have to check that out too. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's a great way to stand out. I put my goats on LinkedIn. That's how I stand out. Yeah. I did the random post for me. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.